Hello, my name's Laura and this is German Grammarpod. Today I'm going to be talking about adjectival nouns. So, what is an adjectival noun? Well, I haven't been able to find an absolutely definitive definition for this, but the one I'm going to look at, because it's not only a pretty widespread definition, but also the one that's useful for German learners, is that an adjectival noun is an adjective that's being used as a noun and which, in German, takes the same endings as an adjective. Examples in English include the good, the bad and the ugly, the elderly and the unknown. German has a lot more of these adjectival nouns than English does, for reasons I'll come to in a bit. Before I do that though, I want to briefly look at what an adjective is and what a noun is. Let's start with a noun. A noun is a naming word used to indicate a person, thing, place or idea. If you want to know if you're using a noun, then two relatively useful tests are whether you can put a the in front of it and whether there's a singular and a plural form of the word. These aren't perfect tests, but for people who aren't sure what nouns are, they should help you identify a lot of the words which are nouns. One other important thing about nouns is that in German they're always written with a capital letter, and that includes adjectival nouns. So whenever you spot that a word is a noun in German, you need to write it with a capital letter. An adjective, on the other hand, is a word that describes a noun, like great, small, pretty, white or brown. As I said in my podcast about adjectives, the normal place to see an adjective is just in front of a noun. For instance, happy in the happy cat, strangest in that was the strangest coincidence, or younger in I have two younger brothers. You'll also see them after the verb to be, for instance, the cat was happy, or he's younger than me. In English, adjectives don't change depending on the noun they belong with, but in German, adjectives have a different ending depending on the gender, case and number of the noun they come in front of, and the determiner they come after. Determiners are words like the, a, this or my. For instance, glücklich, which means happy, gains various endings depending on the surrounding words. Turning it into die glückliche Katze, ein glückliches Kind, die glücklichen Katzen and ein glücklicher Zufall. If you don't already have a good idea about how adjectives work in German, you should listen to my podcast about adjectives before you continue with this podcast, as you're going to need a good understanding of adjectives to understand adjectival nouns. As I mentioned before, German has a lot more adjectival nouns than English does. This is because, in principle, any adjective can be turned into an adjectival noun in German, and German does this in places and ways in which English can't. Did you notice that all of the examples I gave at the beginning in English referred to whole groups of people or things? The good, the bad and the ugly, the elderly, the unknown. In English, I can only refer to whole groups or categories using these adjectival nouns. I can't, for instance, say, the good about my car, or I want that dress, not the ugly, or I helped an elderly across the road. Instead, I have to say, the good thing about my car, or I want that dress, not the ugly one, or I helped an elderly person across the road. Well, that's not the case in German. German lets me say all of those things just using adjectival nouns. Let's start by looking at the example of the good thing about my car, which in German is das Gute an meinem Auto. 
German didn't use the word for thing here at all. In German, I literally said, the good about my car, and completely left out the word thing. Instead, I turned the adjective gut into the adjectival noun, guter. There are a few important things to notice here. First of all, I want to draw your attention to the fact that it was das Gute with an ending on it, not just das Gut. I'll come back later to how you know which ending to use. The second thing I want to draw your attention to is that I used the neuter, das Gute. The reason I used the neuter here was because I was talking about the good thing about something. Talking about the thing about something, whether it be a good thing, the bad thing, one stupid thing, the next thing, or any other sort of thing, is that the adjectival nouns you use for these in German are always neuter. Basically, where English uses a the, followed by an adjective, followed by the word thing, German uses a das, followed by an adjectival noun. And if you want to know what ending this adjectival noun should have, then you just need to work out what ending the adjective would have had if you'd actually been using a das, followed by an adjective, followed by a noun of the relevant gender. For instance, ding, which means thing. So, in the nominative and accusative, it's das Gute, in analogy to das Gute Ding. In the dative, it's dem Guten, in analogy to dem Guten Ding. And in the genitive, it's des Guten, in analogy to des Guten Dings. The main thing to watch out for here is that Gute needs to be written with a capital G when it's an adjectival noun, because it's a noun, whereas it gets a lowercase g when it's just an adjective. If you're wondering how you know which ending you should use on adjectives in these positions in the first place, then you should listen to my podcast on adjectives, where I explain all about that. Let's look again at das Gute. Although this can and often does mean the good thing in German, this isn't the only thing it can mean. Instead, it can also mean the good one, as in Welches Kleid sollte ich mitbringen? Das Gute. That means, which dress should I bring? The good one. Here, however, because of a quirk of German orthography, Gute should not be capitalised. The rule that means you shouldn't capitalise this Gute is that adjectival nouns which refer back to a noun which has previously been mentioned or forwards to a noun which is about to be mentioned are written in lower case, i.e. without a capital letter. In this case, the noun we're referring back to is Clyde, which appeared in the question. As far as I've been able to work out, most of the time you're using an adjectival noun to mean the good one, the small one, or any other adjective followed by one, then you'll be referring back to a noun that's already been mentioned. So most of these adjectival nouns that would translate into English as a something one should be written in lowercase in German. There will be a few cases when this isn't true, but it's a good rule of thumb which should work most of the time. Okay, that was a bit of a digression. Let's get back to welches Kleid sollte ich mitbringen? Das Gute. That means, which dress should I bring? The good one. I was very careful with my choice of noun in that example and specifically chose the noun Kleid, dress, and not Bluse, blouse, because Kleid is neuter, whereas Bluse is feminine. It was only because I asked about a neuter noun that the correct answer to my question was Das Guter. This is because the adjectival noun gets its gender from the noun it refers back to, 
in this case, das Kleid. If I had asked about a feminine word like blouse, blouse, then the answer would have been die Gute. This also means the good one, but it refers back to a feminine noun such as blouse. Notice that my feminine adjectival noun was actually precisely the same as my neuter adjectival noun here. What tipped me off that I was looking at a feminine here wasn't the adjectival noun itself. It was the fact that I switched from das to die. As the adjectival ending only reveals information about gender in conjunction with any determiners, that's words like the or an or my, which it comes after, to work out which ending to give your adjectival noun, all you have to do is work out which ending you would have given it if it had been an adjective in exactly the same position, with a noun of the relevant number and gender after it. So, like I suggested adding a ding to represent the unspoken noun in das Gute, the good thing, here you could do the same with Clyde and get exactly the same results. For instance, in the nominative and accusative, it would be das Gute, in analogy to das Gute Clyde, or alternatively, ein Gutes, in analogy to ein Gutes Kleid. And the same applies with the feminine. Then, in the nominative or accusative, it would be die Gute, in analogy to die Gute Bluse, or alternatively, eine Gute, in analogy to eine Gute Bluse. And what if I'd asked about a suit? Welchen Anzug sollte ich mitbringen? Which suit should I bring? This is a little bit of a trick question as far as native English speakers are concerned. Remember, I asked you, welchen? So think about which case your answer is likely to be in. That's right, we're looking for an accusative here. So the answer is, den guten, in analogy to den guten Anzug. And what if you're talking about a plural? For instance, welche Ohrringe sollte ich mitbringen? Which earrings should I bring? Well, it works exactly the same way, and you can answer, die guten, the good ones. The reason that guten got an N on the end of it here is because that's the ending it would have had with a plural noun on the end of it. Or in other words, because if I'd put the noun in, it would have been die guten Ohrringer. So, what have we learnt so far? Well, we've learnt that when used with the neuter, das Gute, means the good one when it's written with a lowercase g, but can mean either the good one or the good thing when written with a capital G. And in both cases, being written with a capital G means the noun the adjectival noun refers to isn't present in the text, either before or after the adjectival noun. In fact, this applies to any adjective which it would be reasonable to make both of those phrases out of. For instance, das Dumme means the stupid one when it's written with a lowercase d, and the stupid thing or the stupid one when it's written with a capital one. And the same applies to das Schlechteste, the worst one or thing, das Komische, the funny one or thing, and so on. We've also learnt that the ending on the adjectival noun varies according to what case and gender is being used. In das Gute, Gute just had an e on the end, but in den Guten, Guten had an en on the end. The way these adjectival nouns change is precisely the same as the way that adjectives change their endings. It depends on gender, number, case, and what sort of determiner, if any, that's words like the and a, is in front of it. And we've also learnt that it can help you work out the correct ending if you imagine that there really was a noun after the adjectival noun. For example, imagining a ding after das Gute, meaning the good thing. 
But there's also another area you can use adjectival nouns for in German, and that's people. Let's start off again with a different example, because although we know from the film The Good, The Bad and The Ugly that good can be used to describe people, it's actually a pretty awkward word to use to make an easily understood example. Let's switch instead to alt, which means old. In addition to being able to use der alte as an answer to welcher Anzug steht mir, which suit suits me, where it means the old one, I can also use der alte to refer to an old man. For instance, der alte hat Goethe zitiert. The old man quoted Goethe. So, how do I know that der alte refers to a man, not a woman? The information's in the determiner again. The der in der alte is masculine, therefore I must be referring to something masculine. If I'm referring to a thing, that could be any masculine German noun, including Anzug, suit, Hund, dog, or film, film. However, if the context tells me that I'm referring to a person, then this has to be a man, or if context permits, then perhaps a boy. If I want to refer to an old woman, then I say die Alte. I can also use the plural form die Alten to refer to old people. These adjectival nouns that refer to people work exactly the same way as the ones that refer to things do. You can find out which ending you should take by pretending there's a noun of the relevant gender on the end. Thus it's Hast du den Alten gesehen? Have you seen the old man? In analogy to Hast du den alten Mann gesehen? Have you seen the old man? Eine alte, die ich kenne. An old woman I know. In analogy to Eine alte Frau, die ich kenne. An old woman I know. Alte sind genauso produktiv wie junge. Old people are just as productive as young people. In analogy to Alte Leute sind genauso produktiv wie junge Leute. Old people are just as productive as young people. There are several things to notice here. First of all, notice that I didn't have two alternative ways of saying things in English. For both den alten and den alten man, my only option in English was to say the old man. At first glance, when I was talking about alter and junger and alter Leute and junger Leute, it might have looked as if I could have talked about the old and the young in one of my English sentences and old people and young people in the other. But in fact, the old is die Alten with a D in front of it. Alter on its own is old people. Which brings me on to my second point. The plural of an adjectival noun in the nominative and accusative when it doesn't have any determiner in front of it just has an E on the end and not an EN. This is completely consistent with how German adjectival endings work. Although you add an N to the adjective to say die alten Leute, without the D, you just say alte Leute and not alten Leute. However, because I'm so used to adding an EN to nouns to make a plural, and because alte on its own could mean either old woman or old people, I find this awfully hard to remember and have to remind myself not to put an N on the end of the plural in a fruitless attempt to distinguish it from the feminine singular. In case you're wondering how Germans can tell when you mean old woman and when you mean old people, the answer is that the verb is different. Alter ist means old woman is, and alter sind 
means old people are. And in addition to that, as you might have noticed from those two phrases, you're far more likely to be using a plural than a singular feminine if you haven't used the determiner, as old woman is is a very odd way of starting a sentence. So let's look at what we've learnt so far. So far, we've learnt that German can turn adjectives into adjectival nouns far more easily than English, and that it uses adjectival nouns in circumstances where English would say the good thing, or the good one, or the good ones, or the old man. However, German's tendency to use adjectival nouns more than English does doesn't stop there. German also uses adjectival nouns in places where English just uses plain old normal nouns. And specifically it does so for several nouns which describe people. Here are some examples of adjectival nouns in German. Der Angestellte, the employee. Der Bekannte, the acquaintance. Der Deutsche, the German. Der Beamte, the civil servant. Der Erwachsene, the adult. Der Fremde, the stranger. Der Überlebende, the survivor. You might have noticed that all of those words I just listed are male. That's simply because I chose to give you the male form to start with. Feminine versions do exist, and I'll get to those in a minute. For now, I just wanted to confirm that the endings of these adjectival nouns work precisely the same way as the endings of all the other adjectival nouns we've been looking at, as if they were an adjective in front of a noun. For instance, if you had added a man on the end, you would end up with the same endings. For instance, der angestellte Mann, the employed man, ein bekannter Mann, a known man, deutscher Mann, German man, kein erwachsener Mann, no adult man, ich sehe einen fremden Mann, I see a strange man, ich gab es dem überlebenden Mann, I gave it to the surviving man. If I want to make female forms, then I change to feminine determiners and endings and get die Angestellte, the female employee, in analogy to die Angestellte Frau, the employed woman, eine Bekannte, a female acquaintance, in analogy to eine Bekannte Frau, a known woman, Deutsche, female German, in analogy to Deutsche Frau, German woman, keine Erwachsene, no female adult, in analogy to keine erwachsene Frau, no adult woman. Ich sehe eine Fremde, I see a female stranger, in analogy to ich sehe eine fremde Frau, I see a strange woman. Ich gab es der Überlebenden, I gave it to the female survivor, in analogy to ich gab es der Überlebenden Frau, I gave it to the surviving woman. Did you notice that I left out both one adjectival form and one female form? That was the adjectival and female forms of Beamter, civil servant. That's because this form is an exception. Not only is there no clear adjectival form of this adjectival noun, but instead of the feminine being die Beamter, as you would expect in an adjectival noun, the female form is actually die Beamtin, this means that although the male form of this noun is an adjectival noun, and its endings change accordingly, the female form is just a normal noun, like Ärztin, the female form of doctor, or Klempnerin, the female form of plumber. 
This means that unlike the other adjectival nouns, the male form beamta and the female form beamtin don't share the same plural. Other adjectival nouns have the same plural, whether referring to men or women. For instance, die Deutschen could refer to a group of all male, all female or mixed gender Germans, and Fremde could be a group of all male, all female or mixed gender strangers. Die Beamten, on the other hand, refers to only either all male or mixed gender civil servants. The plural form of Beamtin, in other words, the word describing an all female group of civil servants, is Beamtinnen. As far as I know, Beamter is the only adjectival noun to work this way. Although, there is another group of nouns called weak masculine nouns, which at first glance appear to work like this. All the other adjectival nouns form the feminine by using a feminine adjectival form, not by adding in and taking a different plural. This leaves one important question, which is how do you tell if a noun in a dictionary is an adjectival noun or not? Well, first of all, you're unlikely to find any of the adjectival nouns that you can make out of any old adjective on an ad hoc basis in a dictionary at all. For instance, you're unlikely to find das Gute, meaning the good thing, or der Alte, meaning the old man. What you will find is the adjectival nouns such as Fremde, stranger, or Deutsche, German, which refer to things a person can be and which translate into a word that is not an adjectival noun in English. With the exception of Beamter, which you'll just have to remember as an exception, you can recognise these because the male form will appear in dictionaries with an ER on the end, because that's its masculine singular nominative form, when there's no determiner in front of it, whereas the feminine form will just have an E on the end of it, because that's its singular nominative form when it's not preceded by a determiner in the feminine. How exactly dictionaries show this will vary slightly, but you should be able to work out what you're looking at. For instance, my edition of Collins shows this sort of adjectival noun with the final R in brackets and the gender described as MF because with the R the adjectival noun is masculine in the nominative no determiner form but without it it's feminine. So to sum up adjectival nouns in German you can do a lot more with them than you can in English. In principle any German adjective can be turned into an adjectival noun and you use them where you'd use an adjective plus thing, one, ones, man, woman or people in English. For instance, the good thing, the bad one, the ugly ones, the unknown man, the elderly woman, old people. In German, adjectival nouns take the same ending they would have done if they were just an adjective with a noun of the relevant gender after them. All these adjectival nouns should be written with a capital letter in German except ones that refer to a noun mentioned earlier or later in the text. This is often going to be the same as the ones that translate into English as an adjective followed by one or ones, for instance, the good ones. So if you're writing the good one or a similar adjectival noun in German, always look to see if the noun you're referring to is mentioned. And if it is, then make this adjectival noun lowercase. German also has quite a few words referring to various sorts of people where it uses an adjectival noun and English would just use a normal noun. These include Deutscher, German, Angestellter, Employee and Fremder, 
stranger. With the exception of Beamte, which has the non-adjectival feminine form Beamtin, these all work just like the other adjectival nouns, in that their ending changes to show whether you're talking about a male one, a female one, or a plural, and depending on the case and which determiner, if any, is in front of the word. Like with the other adjectival nouns, you can work out which ending to use by sticking a noun of the relevant gender after the adjectival noun and giving the adjectival noun the same ending you would have given it as an adjective there. You'll find adjectival nouns in the dictionary in the nominative singular form they take when they don't follow any determiner, which for masculine adjectival nouns means an ER ending and for feminine ones means an E ending. Well, that was it for this episode of German Grammar Pod. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk. Alternatively, you can leave a comment on my blog at germangrammarpod.blogspot.com. The blog doesn't say much because it exists entirely for technical reasons to do with how podcasts are produced, but a lot of readers have commented in the comment section, making its comments interesting reading. Transcripts of my episodes and relevant grammar tables are available on sites.google.com slash site slash German I've also been contacted by a listener asking if I can put something on YouTube to help visual learners. People I've talked to have sounded pretty enthusiastic about this prospect, so I've started turning the podcast into videos. So far, I've made an introductory video introducing myself and German Grammarpod, and I've started breaking some of my podcasts down into shorter chunks and making PowerPoint presentations to illustrate what I'm saying. You'll be able to find all of these on YouTube if you search for German Grammarpod. If you click the subscribe button underneath my video, then YouTube will notify you when I post more videos. My next podcast will be on weak masculine nouns, but it may take me some time to get there, as I intend to devote some time to the video project first. Until then, though, it just remains for me to say my usual word of thanks to Martin Krauss for his native speaker help, and to say goodbye and thanks for listening.